Who's that podcast walking down the street? It's Mysteries. It's Mysteries. Who's that podcast looking in the fog? It's us. It's us. <laughs> Say, who's that podcast looking into your windows? It's us. It's us. It's us. <laughs> <laughs> That's some jive podcasting right there. I'm the newly discovered Dave Stecco. And I am the 500,000-year-old remains of David Flora. Oh, beautiful. Recently unearthed. Recently unearthed. Uh, long ago, mm-hmm. cemented. Sealed away in a cavern. Encapsulated. And this is Blurry Photos. We welcome you. <laughs> we do. We do. It's true. It's not. That wasn't sarcasm. No. Nope. We do. We're glad you're here. Glad you're here. We're glad we're here. Uh, How the hell are you? You know, if it was possible, we'd just talk about you the whole time. Because what's more mysterious than you? Exactly. Unfortunately, the best we can do is respond to your emails and and tweets. That's right. Which we do our best job to do. That's how we learn about you. (laughs) That and the window viewing we already covered. The window window viewing viewing is is, uh, number one on the list. Big part of our, uh, our research. Hey, Mahama Mama, looking good. <laughs> Greg, mm-hmm. hey, swell. <laughs> Annie, you, uh, where you, you been? been? Greg, you been going to the gym lately? Hey, uh, I mean, uh, you know, no homo, but you're looking good. <laughs> I ain't no homo, but uh, I think unicorns are pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Annie, love what you're doing for us. Yeah, come back to us, Annie. Yeah, we miss you. Been? Hey, oh, anyway, um, we've got a, we've got a hell of an episode tonight. I think we do. Much like how I feel about what I, I think that there might be abdominal muscles locked somewhere away in my midsection. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about today uh, uh, amazing artifacts. Yes. Things, things that, that shouldn't be there but are. But are technically out of place artifacts. Yeah. Or, as they, <laughs> they are wont to be called. <laughs> I don't know what he wants to call on this. They do. All right. Whatever. Say it. Oop arts. Oop arts. <laughs> O-O-P-A-R-T-S. Or out-of-place artifacts. You, I, you know what? I'm just going to say artifacts because I don't... I mean, we're barely hanging to any credibility as it is. <laughs> and the more... Every time we say oop arts... But, you know, we don't have to say that. I thought I had a pun that, that relied on that, but I decided that poop arts was kind of out of the question for... <laughs> I... I am not even joking that my hand was reaching for a pen to write down poop arts. And you stole it. <laughs> I'm not, we are not yeah, de- denigrating no, ourselves to right, that level. You're right. You're right. We are you're, better than, than poop arts. The, the place where you yeah. I'm so, yeah. <laughs> find all kinds of stuff in the sewer. Oh, mine was going to be about <laughs> finger painting. I was going to take it right to the basement. Uh. But you know what? It's about community art outreach. And uh, when you don't fund art in schools, you have to finger paint with feces. <laughs> okay, I'm off the political soapbox. <laughs> Life finds a way. Um, <laughs> so out-of-place artifacts are objects uh, of historical or archaeological or paleontological interest found in an unusual location or seemingly impossible context that might challenge conventional historical chronology. Hmm. Wow, that was a really, really well-placed sentence. That, that, was, that was amazingly crafted. I, I, there, was a, there were more words than I was expecting. I, I'll tell you, right off the top, like I, I almost take umbrage to the phrase, out-of-place artifact. Because that sounds boring. It sounds like you just lost one. Oh. But these are, these are artifacts that have the potential to redefine history. Right. As we know it. And I don't I don't mean like, ooh, it could, could have been that Appomattox Courthouse wasn't the place where the... <laughs> no. I mean, I mean like our entire concept of who we are and where we came from. These, these are amazing artifacts. Yeah. Now, the term out-of-place artifact... Umbridge. Umbridge! Um, Exterminate! <laughs> Uh, was coined by the cryptozoologist Ivan T. Sanderson. The oh, Ivan the Colonel. That's what the T stands for. Is the Colonel? The Colonel Sanderson. Do you remember we we talked about this dude in the uh, the ley lines episode? Yeah, uh, yeah. He, I think it, we only talked about him to say this isn't the guy we're talking about, right? But now it was Ivan P. Now this is the guy we're talking. Now this is about. the guy we're talking about. This is the guy that whose dad was killed by a rhinoceros. Yeah. 
This is a guy. We, I mean, he's he's creeping in here. He's he's doing some creepings on us. Mm-hmm. He, he's just mm-hmm. sneaking up like a little sneaky. We snake. try to keep him out, but I'll tell you what, he gets right through them fences. <laughs> he gets through them. I think he burrows or something. <laughs> he's a sneaky snake. But like, if he pops up again, then right. he has he has forced his way into our. Yeah. Then we must to, welcome him. Yeah. We 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 have to do a podcast on him. Anyway. He said he he said the term out of place artifact, and uh, the term is is used mostly by cryptozoologists. It's also been picked up by young Earth creationists, proponents of ancient aliens, and uh, paranormal enthusiasts. Not really in the mainstream, though. No, but I'll say I mean just what you just said. Think of these three guys riding together in a car. You're fun. You're like a fundamental hardcore creationist. You're ancient alien conspiracist. That's not the right word. The theorist. 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 And a paranormal enthusiast. That's a road trip I'd like to be on. Yeah. I, as long I, as as long as the creationist doesn't get to control the radio. That's my only rule. Or drive. Because <laughs> we'll be going fifty-five. The whole thing. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyways, yeah. The each each one of these has has picked it up. Not really guys that <laughs> viewpoints line up, right? Yeah, right. Right? So. But here's, and this is the thing that I, these are fascinating. These are just interesting. There is no one on, like, there's plenty of people who don't want to hear about ghosts. Mm-hmm. They could give a rat's ass about a ley line. But when you say there's this archaeological piece, this this artifact that doesn't belong here. I mean, that is just interesting across the board. Yeah. And so, and I, I think that's how you got those three guys in the car. I'm not letting go of the metaphor. I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm fine. It, it, it is just a fundamentally to anyone. Everyone wants to hear about this. Is these are the mysteries that people like to hear about? That yep. people are interested in. That they will keep them from changing the channel if they happen upon it on TV. And not even late night. <laughs> I'm talking. This is the thing that lets you that makes you not see the second half of an episode of Friends. You like switch channels during the commercial break. And you're like, oh, oh, oh. So tell, tell me, wait, tell me more. <laughs> they discovered what? Where? Yeah, exactly. Well, I, was, I really went on a tear on that one, but sorry, keep going. They're, at least they're in a car. Yeah. Uh, the, the, what you should take away from this is all of them are in the car. Yeah. It's a Ford Taurus. <laughs> and it's another theory thing that, that all these guys co-opt for their own right. and, and their own ideas and stuff. Which is funny because how can you have opposing viewpoints and yet use the same thing for your uh, evidence? Yeah, exactly. It's a red flag when three very separate theories are all reaching for the exact same smoking gun. Yeah. Now, a lot of these have been debunked as hoaxes. Some of them are just plain mistaken interpretation. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are wishful thinking. Right. And uh, some of them are legitimately unexplained. And yeah, and then I think there's another category that, that kind of filters through a lot of these of willfully ignoring facts about it. Sure. You know, people who, are, who believe very strongly in whatever their position is, this is, this is the, the closest thing they have to evidence. So all they're going to, they, what, I, what we ran into, what I know what I certainly did, mm-hmm. I ran into account after account with very selective I mean, anyone who's done an internet search for anything, you, you kind of know how information comes at you. You get like the, the weird stories. And if you follow it enough, if you go through enough links, you can get back to like the initial news report or the initial paper or, or the, the source of that. Mm-hmm. And it's this awful retroactive betrayal. Because when you get to the source, you realize how selective your initial uh, representation was. The first thing you see, you see how off that is. And you can kind of use that to gauge how badly that person wanted it to be true. Oh, yeah. And in this, I, I, this is the most true I've seen. And we've, we've covered a lot of things that, have, that people have uh, an iron in that fire. People have a dog in that fight. But this one, <laughs> you see how, how selective people are in the facts that they want to release to bolster their viewpoint. Yeah. And the, the first uh, people that will probably come at you in the search for, oh, yeah. for truth are the creationists. Mm-hmm. Now, creationists, uh, obviously, are the people that believe that the, the Earth is uh, 6,000 years old. Uh, yep. they, they take the book of Genesis and the Bible very literally, mm-hmm. and they, they think that 
you know, everything was created as it says in the Bible in the amount of days and, and the amount of time. Six that it days says. of labor, one day of rest. Yep. They take these uh, out of place artifacts and they use them as evidence for themselves to challenge the scientific chronologies and models of human evolution uh, in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, I don't want to seem like I'm repeating, but just to just to establish a baseline here, the, the fundamental creationist view is that the Earth was created and people were upon it. You know, the, the man created uh, Adam, and then he got lonely. So, God, God created Adam. What did I say? You said man created Adam. I skipped to the end. <laughs> no, okay, we'll cut it. Okay. God created Adam. Adam was lonely. Pinched a couple of ribs off him. Decided to grow himself a lady times and boosh. So now the entirety of the earth is put there for man to subjugate. Mm-hmm. He has command over it. And so from a creationist standpoint, anything we find a bone for, i.e. dinosaurs, mm-hmm. were living concurrent with man. Because man, it was all put there for man. Man right. was created nigh instantaneously, not right. on the first day, but within the first week, we got some man running about Running amok. Running amok there. So there is a a, a real need to establish man being on Earth for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Because that's what makes, that's what ties it all together. You can't have a Cenozoic. You can't have a Cretaceous. Mm -hmm. You you, you can't have a a mass extinction and and, and there's marmosets running around everywhere and nothing bigger than that. That doesn't fit into the narrative. You can't, so, you can't have even a million years, no. let alone 65 million years. Right. So it's... Let so alone there's a, there's six a, billion years. <laughs> yeah, it just gets bigger. What is it? Is it four or six, how old the Earth is? I think it's six. Uh, fun fact, not necessarily apropos of our discussion, but do you know that we live chronologically, we are closer to the Tyrannosaurus Rex than the Stegosaurus was oh. to the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Interesting. Yeah. Because Stegosaurus lived in what, Jurassic and or Triassic? And, Stega, and uh, T-Rex was in Cretaceous? And right, Let's go over the rules for fun facts, okay? Right, There's not, right. It's not like I have a, a, a thesis that I'm reading through right here, okay? <laughs> I remembered the prescient points. I think dinosaurs are awesome, and that's kind of where I stepped off the train. I don't know the different regions. I know to say words like Cenozoic to bolster my, my feeling of personal self-worth. <laughs> But uh, I don't know anything beyond that. I defined my childhood as a dinosaur lover, so... Uh, oh, see? Good. Why are, Why am I talking then? Oh. Anyway. Testify. But now I can't remember if Jurassic or Triassic came first. Some childhood <sighs> dinosaur lover. Well, you're right. It's I'll, embarrassing I'll that. when you lie about your childhood. I didn't lie. <laughs> I just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I moved on to things yeah. that were pertinent. <laughs> so, uh, so that's my point, is that there there is... A very great motivation to establish some evidence for for their yeah their that, claims right yeah I there there's a real motivation to establish the permanence of man mm-hmm. that man has been and always will be around that that's my point yeah and and apparently it, it supports uh, religious descriptions of prehistory or what they call antediluvian mm-hmm. history which is uh antediluvian is before the deluge or the the flood of noah right in yeah, this that's time opposed to antedelorian history in which right. there is no time machines <laughs> yeah <laughs> you get that one for free <laughs> this uh the antediluvian time period is kind of a catch-all that that a lot of these creationists use to refer to any old ancient period ever. Yeah. Whenever you hear an anecdote that starts, you know, in earliest times, er, the phrase "earliest times" that's what you're dealing that's with. What, in in antediluvian times, could be uh, could be uh, Victorian England. Who knows? Right? <laughs> no, I, but it, it isn't. Couldn't. It couldn't. No. Anyway, uh, Egyptian, yes, but uh, in these times, they believe people lived longer. For hundreds of years. Significantly longer, yeah. They believe there were up to maybe 500 million humans at, at one time, mm-hmm. at, the, at the height of it, maybe. Uh, there, they believe there was no clouds and there was no rain. Nope. They believe in giants walking the earth, as described by the Bible, and uh, and huge beasts, like they call the... Uh, there's a behemoth and a, a leviathan. Mm-hmm. And and this is... Uh, they, they use these uh, out-of-place artifacts that they find or that are found, to say, 
look, it proves that there was this period of of history before the flood, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, men was living in, in wickedness, and uh, that's why God came down and saved Noah and one, you know, a, a pair of each animal. Now, I, I don't know. I don't know if we've if we brought this up before in the podcast. I don't know if it's ever been a germane, but I grew up pretty uh, pretty fundamentalist Christian myself, and 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 not even the rest of my family, just me. I was really into it, mm-hmm. and uh, I had some creationist textbooks. I mean, I was I was a, a born again and and, and we pretty, did say something about that in one episode. I yeah, which one, I was but... pretty a pretty righteous firebrand at the time, and I, I remember a lot of this the the belief that there was a, a canopy, uh, an extra almost atmospheric layer of that, ice. Uh, no, no, of of water. Oh, oh, okay. Um, potentially ice that uh, what it did is it it not only protected the earth but it also increased the oxygen pressure. Sure, sure. So there was a, a, a lot more oxygen, and that was it's sort of the this is the creationist uh, scientific approach to why it's believed that Noah was in the range of nine hundred years old, mm-hmm. and then the uh, the flood being that this canopy collapsed, and that is where all of this water came from. That the uh, the Grand Canyon was carved in a matter of days or weeks. Hmm. Uh, in this this enormous amount of, of water, and we're going to get to we're going to talk about coal. Mm-hmm. Coal's important today, mm-hmm. but that the that the the formation of coal, that all of this this uh, biomass, trees, uh, animals that were that were drowned in the flood, that were suddenly dragged under and and buried by fine silt. That's where we're getting our, our fossil fuels, coal and oil. But that science has it all wrong, that this wasn't a, a slow process of millions of years. This was a, a, a cataclysm, mm. and it was, it was formed very quickly. And so what we're talking about today, some of these out-of-place uh, artifacts are, are cited as proof. Um, not to tip our hand too much, but you'll, there, are, there are claims that a person will break open a piece of coal, mm-hmm. and out of it will fall a, an iron pot or a, or a brass bell. Mm-hmm. Um, something that is unequivocally man-made inside of a piece of uh, of rock that is supposed to be 300 million years old. Yeah, man. There's there's all kinds of stuff that that creationists say uh, mm-hmm. how, how the Earth existed, what how it was made, everything you know that it was literally made in in six days, and how you had day and night. But then later you had the sun and the moon created. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I'm not going to sit here and, and go over creationism versus evolution and all that stuff. That's another podcast that... Uh, someone can, else can do. Yeah, someone else can do that. <laughs> Good grief. But um, my question is, how does having an out-of-place artifact, how does that support a young Earth theory in that respect? Well, there, there's two approaches to it that I heard growing up and and it really, it depends on if you're capital F fundamentalist or lowercase F fundamentalist. It's not a real distinction. I just made that up, but Mm -hmm. a very just rock foundation, literalist interpretation of the Bible. What a person would do with that is say, Oh, well we found this clearly man-made artifact inside of a lump of coal. Mm -hmm. And so your science, your radiocarbon dating you're so in love with, right. says this is 300 million years old. But the rest of your science says that's not possible. So your science is broken and wrong and the earth is 6,000 years old. The other version I've heard for this kind of seeks to, more of a compromising version, mm-hmm. says we open this thing, the rock that surrounds it is 300 million years old. So maybe, you know, when God showed man, because God himself didn't write the Bible, men wrote the Bible, but it was, as scripture tells us, is God breathed. Yeah. When God made this known to man, he would, he would put it into terms as best he could. He would be seeing all this amazing imagery and he would say, oh, well, this happened in a day and this happened in a day. So you get into a more interpretational, uh, you're moving far, farther from a fundamentalist a literalist interpretation of the Bible to more of a, well, a man would see this, these images as, as a day when really it could have been millions of years. Hmm. And that's, and that's, that's a, an attempt to kind of stitch a still creationist, still uh, a theocentric theory to account for um, a verified date for the earth. Um, So that, you know, 
Hmm. Please don't anyone think that I'm the authority on all things Christian. But uh, there was, man, uh, 14-year-old me was way smarter about it than now me. It's funny because I never saw anything that addressed things like uh, Gobekli Tepe or uh, uh, the Temple of Baalbek that these structures that are, you know, supposedly 10,000 to 12,000 years old, which kind of predate when they say the earth was created and stuff. But then again, like you just said, well, your science is wrong. Well, and, and, and let me take this approach. I mean, you when, when you adopt the creationist viewpoint, which is, is your right to do, um, but, you know, the majority of the evidence is working against you. So in order to stay combative, in order, in order to, to argue this, you, you have to float like a butterfly and sting like a bee. To, to double Bible this, you're in a kind of David and Goliath scenario because, yeah, I did it. Um, because you, you are taking the underdog position. You're using you, the Bible to bolster the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, and so, and this is what, I'm ta- this is what I was talking about earlier, about a, a selective culling of facts when you start with a conclusion and work your way backwards you can pretend that you're doing science all you want but you're not (laughs) and so what happens is these people take these very specific examples of something that is unknown or poorly understood or is we're going to talk about today in a lot of cases just a, a fake yeah and you present that as this is my refutation i found one item that is i'm going to use to refute the 492 billion items you've found. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and, and, and it's, it, it is, it's, it's, it's a court case. You're, you're establishing reasonable doubt. Sure, sure. And that's, and so that's what I mean. Like you have to stick and move when you, when you adopt a less popular position, especially something like a, a, a creationist viewpoint and you attempt to argue on the grounds of science, you try to fight science in its own home stadium you have to be nimble and fast, and you have to just pick very specific things and throw them very hard. Yeah, that's true. Now, Man, that was like a metaphor on top of an I, analogy. No, I, I liked it. it. It was like a shepherd's pie of explanation. It's <laughs> just the top of the potatoes were just golden brown. Golden, and the peas were just the right consistency and texture. Oh, it's sitting so well in my tummy right now. Mm-hmm. Hey, so they also say uh, dinosaurs were what the the legends and the tales refer to as dragons. Yes. So that explained how man and dinosaur lived together. Yep. And we, we did discuss there was a book of the Bible that was not included uh, in the Council of Nicaea. You know, when they, when they chose that, one of the books that was omitted had an account of Jesus fighting a, quote, see quotes, dragon. <laughs> This is the second time I'll say it. Why would you leave Jesus fighting a dragon out? Yep. It not only bolsters uh, Genesis, it also is awesome. <laughs> wonder how he did it. Oh man, I, I wonder if he if he went like the the simple route. I, I haven't I haven't read this this particular book or passage, but I just I, I'm imagining him as like. Oh man! Oh, a, a Middle Eastern Van Helsing or something like that, where oh. he's got like the little wooden crosses, but they're also like he throws them like like shurikens or something at the dragon. And at that point, he uses the, a whip. Does, does the little wooden crosses that just foreshadowing? Damn it! You're right. Oh, I mean Jesus <laughs> would know, but like he yeah. didn't know. Okay, he didn't know. He didn't know. He just knew it was coming at no. some point. All right. God. Well, actually. Whenever you say the son of the God, there's a party that has to know something's coming. <laughs> what would he use? What would be his weapon of choice? A hammer? He was a carpenter. Right? A hammer and... Uh, hmm. What else? I think a whip. I think Jesus is a whip guy. All right. <laughs> that's a t-shirt that's available for 1909. <laughs> Jesus is a whip guy. Fight, uh, fighting a dragon with a whip and a hammer? Yeah. That's a movie. Right. You can make that probably get struck by lightning at some point during it oh man the point so. being that yeah some cool stuff was left out uh, or decided <laughs> not to be in accordance but it does it does sort of bolster that idea of, of the continuity now rather than discuss the theology 
of why this happens. Let's get to some candy. Let's talk about some cool things yeah. humans have found. Well, I tell you what, I, I can't leave out uh, since we're talking about the creationists. I okay. can't leave out the the ancient. The candy has guys. to wait, people. The candy. I mean, the store's right there. You see the employees <laughs> inside. They yeah. just have to unlock the door. It's all right. <laughs> You're going to be all right. You'll be all right. Listen. The, the ancient astronauts theory st- states that intelligent extraterrestrials have visited Earth in prehistory and uh, they made contact with humans, influencing the cultures and the technology and the religions they're in, right? The evidence for this I- includes legends from different cultures, uh, artwork, and they they are claiming some of these out-of-place artifacts. Mm-hmm. And uh, it still does the same basic thing. It's challenging the conventional history uh, chronologically that yeah. we have. And I, I'll say this. We, we do, we do a, make an effort to really try to bring you the weirder things, the things that are not often discussed in the realm of the mysterious. I would like to do an Ancient Aliens podcast, if only to just step into the ring against that asshat on the History Channel. <laughs> the guy with the hair, yeah, Sar Sar Saropolis or Saropolis, whatever. He, he doesn't have a name. Not gonna it's... work here anymore. That's how you pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean, I appreciate that the guy is bringing stuff like this to the masses, but why does he have to style his hair like that? It's probably not up to him, but I, I mean, but he's still cashing the paycheck. I just think we should do Ancient Aliens because it's interesting. Yeah. It very, it's very, it dovetails nice with what we're talking about here. Sure. And it, I would like to have us do it rather than that jackass. Yeah. Our hair will look much better. That's right. P.S. If you're listening to us, asshat, we'll fight you. <laughs> we'll fight you however you want. Name the time, the place, and the weapons. Instead of emails from now on, we're just going to go through a list of people we're willing to fight. I bet that guy's a whip guy. <laughs> I bet he uses a whip. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you a whip guy? Because we don't do that. We don't, <laughs> we don't fight whip guys. Those, those things can take down dragons. Now, what about the third What about the third passenger in our car here? Oh, the paranormal? I, I don't know. Paranormal people think everything yeah. and nothing. I mean, how how are you going to... Yeah, I get you. I get you. Ancient curse on a kid. He tries to touch the bell. The bell goes into a block of coal, and we're done. Yeah, All right. that's that's how you do it. I mean, go back to our ghost taxonomy and uh, listen to the part about the Dybbuk, and yeah. there you go. Right. Perfect. <laughs> anyway, so now that now the store's open. I'm, yes. I'm unlocking the door and, and, and open it up, and, it, and you can just shove everything in your face right now. What's the first thing we'll be tasting today, David? Well, let's talk about the Dropa Stones. Yes! The Dropa Stones are uh, a series of 716 stone discs discovered Mm -hmm. in uh, 1938 in Tibet. They are about 9 inches in diameter. They have spiral engravings from a center hole to the outer rim of them. Uh, They kind of look like vinyl records in in a way, if you think about it that way. Hieroglyph markings were found in the uh, spiral grooves. And later, they were translated to say aliens had crashed in that region 12,000 years ago and were killed by the the locals there. Oh, man. E.T. was for real. (laughs) Yeah, and he was not accepted. This has apparently been uh, debunked. I mean, like debunked. Like with a sledgehammer. Yeah, as being fabricated completely by a British author by the name of David Gammon. In Who 19- we will also fight. <laughs> if he's still alive, your ass is ours. Uh, 1978, in correlation with the... We'll wake him up! <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for you, Gammon! <laughs> Wake him up, set him on fire so he writhes. Don't don't sever his tendons. That makes him look like he's got some fight left. All right. What? It's the Rasputin. All right. Uh, so he wrote this book called Sun Gods in Exile. That was dark. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm. Oh. Okay, we apologize to the family of David Gammon. <laughs> Is he dead? I don't know that he's dead. He better be. <laughs> he, better, he better wish he was. If he knows what's good for him, he'll be dead. 
You're gonna wish you were dead, Gavin. Um, Gavin! <laughs> okay, we're done. Keep it moving. Keep it going. So he wrote a book, Sun Gods in Exile, and and it was sort of this this was to to corroborate the book basically. And there, that's that's. that's I rented a movie by that are. title that had nothing to do with spiral discs. <laughs> Sun Gods in Exile. It was on late night cable. Week. <laughs> So, uh, Dropa stones, but plenty of people still think Dropa's, Dropa stones are uh, real. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just ask someone at the grocery store. They'll be like, oh, yeah, them's is for real. Oh, yeah, them Dropa stones. So, that's that. Uh, yeah, that's... Let's go on to our next one, huh? Yeah, keep them coming. Uh, crystal skulls. Oh, man. Those, I love this. This is a thing that people thought was real. And, like so many things, George Lucas finally killed it. <laughs> R.I.P. Indiana Jones. Crystal skulls, yeah. They, these are human skulls that are carved into into quartz, basically, the crystal quartz. Uh, they're claimed to be pre-Columbian Mesoamerican mm-hmm. and uh, evidence of more advanced stone-cutting skills than were available at the time they were supposedly carved. Right. And they're supposed to have paranormal properties to them. Now, Greg Bach, how many supposes have you heard in that sentence? Because I know you're keeping track. The answer is seven. (laughs) The thing is, specimens uh, that were made available for scientific study of these skulls show that they were probably manufactured in the mid-19th century. Yeah. Yeah. Now, people that own them or said to have discovered them and stuff kind of took it to their grave uh claiming they they were paranormal and they they had all these these properties that were, right. that were supernatural and stuff but when it came down to it <laughs> when a, a real legitimate scientist got one in in his hands yeah. which i like, i get oh. i get the feeling that that was at the end of a very long chain of oh well, well it was just right here hold on let me let me let me go get it yeah no it's not there <laughs> i thought he was going to get in the the old car and drive off. No, I'm not. I'm not ever doing the Winslow bit again. <laughs> Michael Winslow, the sound effects guy from the police. Never, movies. never doing that. All right. Well, I mean, it's going to have to be a really good reason. I guess they didn't have cars back then. Right. My bad. Got on the horse and took. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, crystal skulls. Yeah. Here's one. <laughs> 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 Moving, on. Moving on. Fart sound. <laughs> Here's one. The Kensington Rune Stone. Oh, yeah. They sound so uh, so interesting. Kensington. The Kensington Rune Stone. I stayed at the Kensington Rune Stone when I was visiting Mama. Lovely. This is a 200-pound stone slab that's covered in Scandinavian runes. Mm-hmm. And it was found in 1898 in Solom, Minnesota. Yeah. And you... Not gonna lie to you, there's not a lot of mystery coming out of Minnesota, with the exception <laughs> of its occasional wrestler uh, governor, gubernatorial choices. <laughs> right. Who would probably also uh, put the kibosh on this one pretty fast. Right, yeah. It claims that Scandinavian explorers reached the middle of North America in the 14th century. This is well before yeah. uh, anybody was supposed to have come and explored. Yeah. Just because I mess this up all the time, keep in mind that the 14th century is the 1300s. Right. That messes me up all the time, just putting it out there. Now, the thing about old uh, Kensington runestone, runologists, there are people who study runes, and uh, Scandinavian linguists consider it a hoax uh, due in large part to the, the translation being more common to 19th century Swedish than 14th century Swedish. Yeah, if you're going to make a a hoax stone, don't forget to put the these and thous in there. (laughs) Don't say ain't and definitely leave LOL off of the end of it. (laughs) And don't end uh, half of your sentences with right, question mark. (laughs) (laughs) Winky face? (laughs) Ye old emoticon. Yeah. So that's the the Kensington runestone. Yeah. Moving on. So that's that's three that that we uh, that we've brought up and uh, set back down. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, you guys. We're we're on a scale here, and you know, we've got a, we we got a lot of work to get through here. We got a lot of dreams to crush. So, 
But we're getting we're getting less crushy as we go along. Right. Just know yeah. That. Yeah. Know that we uh, organizationally we're building to something here. <laughs> we are starting with the lowest of the rotten fruits and moving up to the the sweetest of the of the, the rotten fruits. The <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say ripened. Oh, sorry. The ripest of the rotten yeah. fruits. Uh, let's talk about the uh, Akembaro figures. Okay. Now these bad boys, they're uh, they're small ceramic figurines. They were found in Mexico. Okay. I mean, in the city, uh, man. Where in Mexico? <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> all right, all right. They were found in Guanajuato. Oh, I did it! That sounds right. From the three point line, <laughs> Guanajuato. That's a Reggie Miller shot, right there. Yeah, right. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> They're ceramic figures, and uh, they were they were little dinosaurs. Oh, and um, oh, they, yeah, that oh. someone had made little tiny dinosaurs. Oh, and little so, dinosaurs! Yeah, where did you get that idea? And so again, the creationists say, well, of course they saw dinosaurs because everyone they were riding them. Everyone was riding a dinosaur home from work. They they had giant dinosaur ribs placed on their car that was foot powered every night at the yeah, drive-in. They they had um, begrudging birds whose beaks actually played their phonographs, and then when no one was watching, they'd go, "It's a living." <laughs> <laughs> um, and just so as quickly as these dinosaur shaped ceramic figures popped up, they were once again crushed by a guy who went to college and was like, "Nope." <laughs> What did he say? What what was the excuse for those? Um, his exact phrase was "nope." Huh? Oh, then that that lays all speculation to rest. Oh no, I mean like these guys, these things got thrown out in the first pass. the The exact quote is: "There is no reliable evidence of the validity of these items." Hmm. There's no credible scholar has any reason whatsoever to believe that these are for real. Hmm. Yeah, those that that's kind of a hard thing because you can't really date. Material because the material could be super old, right? But if there's no other, you know, if, if other tribes and stuff and civilizations are making anything, uh, you know, even close to that, then that is the delicious story of the Akambaro figures from Guarajonta, Mexico. Is yeah, that what it was. Okay, it Guara- was. Uh, you know what, you bastard, Guanta? Oh, Huge iguana, Mexico. Huge, it was huge iguana. <laughs> Guanajuato. Yeah. Mexico. Uh, debunked sound. Hmm. Oh, you want a real one or do you want me to do it? No, we need a debunked sound. All right, debunked sound. <laughs> yeah, enough of that. Oh, my God. It's like, I just, it, that's a faith destroying sound. it's like you just want to just just stay in bed all day and stare at the wall am i gonna have to retroactively do the three that we talked about before that no all right uh let's because people can't hear the sound that many times and 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 still believe in tomorrow i got bad news for you we got a lot of things uh next one the wolf's egg iron oh man i have chock full of questions about this because so you go, and oh, then I will well. just just fire off. Okay, this is a small cuboid mass of iron, uh, thought to be from the tertiary epoch in a twenty million year old coal seam. They found this huge hunk of well, not huge. They found this uh, 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 little hunk of of iron mm-hmm. uh, that's sort of cube cube in shape, but had a couple of convex sides. They kind of ruled out though that it's. M- more than likely, it was uh, used as a ballast in mining machinery that was used in the same machinery that was that was, was mining mining the coal, the coal, and and just kind of fell out before its quote discovery. I have no idea why this is a thing. I don't either. Because it's, if it's, you it's, look it's... at a picture of it, it looks like a, just a huge hunk of mottled crap. Right. It's just a chunk of iron, and and like there's again with. My my theory, my, my the the thread that I'm pulling through this whole podcast of willfully ignoring <laughs> evidence you don't want. Yeah, there's there claims that this thing. Oh no, it's a perfect cube. That no. thing is as perfect a cube as the microphone I'm speaking into right now. Well, which is not a cube. Let's 
it's as perfect a cube as a violin as a cube. Yeah, yeah. it is. It, it is nowhere in the Tri County area of cubes, <laughs> and that's a big area. Yeah, if a cube was the bright center of the galaxy, then this thing is Tatooine. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, it's this is not any lightsaber sound. Thank you, David. <laughs> if if cubes were the droids you're looking for. <laughs> I'm going to go so far as to say it is repugnant yeah. that this is a mystery. It's like tearing a page out of a book and saying, I just got a letter from Jesus. <laughs> let's let's throw on more metaphors and similes. How about we do that? They didn't hear all the other ones. You killed those. You, you, you get rid of them. The wolf's egg iron is just the, just the biggest dill ever. It's just stupid. <laughs> I declare it stupid. Stupid sound. <laughs> Because you're not doing enough work with this episode. <laughs> How about those Clerks Dorp spheres? I was like, you had me at Clerks Dorp. <laughs> I know. Yep. I had, I had, I had myself at Clerks Dorp. These are small spherical or disc-shaped objects found mm-hmm. in three billion-year-old pyrophyllite deposits in South Africa. Uh, they are not perfectly spherical. Again, just like the the cube, it is reported to be perfectly. It is not. It's not. In, right. It's nowhere near it. Some of them have latitudinal grooves or ridges mm-hmm. along them. They kind of look like mini Death Stars themselves. They do. Speaking or of. bocce balls. <laughs> yeah. If someone was terrible at making balls. <laughs> They're bocce burls. <laughs> bocce burls. Ermagerd birchy burls. They're a third the price. Who needs to roll things? <laughs> just, just hit them. Yeah. They've been debunked as actual natural formations or, or concretions. Others that are less spherical and pretty decidedly less spherical have been uh, found and explained away. Right. And it, because if it's if it's less round, then it's more easy to believe. And so... Just, was, just like in real life. Yeah. They're, 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 no, I mean, like, the closer something is to being irregular, the, the, the weirder something is, the more you're investing into it. You're yeah. like, oh, no, this means something. Oh, no, the, the other 75 I've found of these, those are weird and just whatever. That's just <laughs> what dirt does. But this one. This one is perfect. Yeah, this one was looked upon. I mean, what the hell could it be if it were man-made? Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm going to let the the creationists sit this one out. And it's the ancient alien theorist I'm talking to right now. So what do the Palladians bring to us? Just a bunch of round rocks. Ball bearings. Yeah, hey, hey, open the the cargo hatch and and throw these at those assholes down there. These (laughs) Jettison. These will hurt. Yeah. Well, musket balls? I don't know. It's fine because, you know, what? whatever got the Palladians from dropping clay bombs on people to becoming psychic night sex slaves. <laughs> so, the, let, them, let them have it. Right. Whatever yeah. got them to where they are. I don't judge the path they took no. because it brought them to me. <laughs> yeah. How about the bygone pipes? You know what? Those have fascinated the hell out of me, and this one actually hurt a little. Yeah. I love the bygone pipes. Uh, I, it's something that I always thought was really cool, and now that I learned about them, it sucks. This was a this was a, a thing that I loved and believed in, and I thought, oh my god, there's something really cool there, and now it's gone. Well, that, I mean, these we're starting to get in, into the the forest a little bit here. Yeah, at least these are the things that, like, a researcher, like, they had to work to figure out what the hell was going on. Yeah. Uh, now, the bygone pipes are, uh, are a series of pipe-like features found on and near uh, Mount Bygong in Tibet, basically, in right. China. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. That's China. Well, yeah. They send people after you if you f*** that up. <laughs> Or Tibet, located in caves, they they lead to a uh, nearby salt lake, and they they've been dated to about 140 to 150 thousand years old. And and just I, at first blush, just think about that. This implies plumbing from a lake to a cave somehow. Yeah, that's 
I'm really, this one, this one hurt me. Usually I, I'm okay with it, but I, I didn't realize how much I love the bygone pipes. I, yeah. I'm, I'm pissed about this. Uh, well, they're, they're made of uh, uh, a lot of iron. There's a huge amount of iron in them, which made people think they were functionally iron pipes. Right, among some other stuff. But uh, the thing that kept sticking people up, they could be natural formations, which people have found similar things in places like Utah and yep. Louisiana, actually, in the United States. And if Utah has it, then it's not special at all. <laughs> And um, some people have said, well, maybe they're magma shafts or, or geyser shoots. And that theory kind of went by the wayside because there's so many oil fields around there. By the way, both magma shaft and geyser shoot are uh, comic books we're writing. <laughs> <laughs> they're superheroes and you can't have them. They're copyrighted. Wait till they get a hot blast of me. <laughs> when goes down in the mantle, there's only one man you can call. Magma shaft. <laughs> Magma shaft. <laughs> Can you dig it? <laughs> oh, that's it. Can you dig it? Oh, we are so clever. Uh, some people also say, well, maybe they're iron rich. Uh, they were formed by iron rich runoffs from uh, floods, which is kind of yeah that that hold holds some water. Yeah, you can have that pun. But still, uh, ultimately. Nope. It's not the truth. Petrified roots. Ugh. They're just, they're roots. It makes sense. And they have a huge iron content, and the centers of them hollowed out. They're roots. Just yeah. petrified wood, which is still cool. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's just not plumbing. <laughs> and man, there's nothing cooler than plumbing. <laughs> How about this one? One of my favorites. The Baghdad Battery. Oh, no. Everyone has heard of this. <laughs> the Baghdad Battery is a vase and rods... That was made in what is what is now Iraq, mm-hmm. and uh, it seems to have the ability to generate an electrical charge, yeah, which it, predates the inventor Volta's electrochemical cell uh, by more than a thousand years. Right. So yeah, an ancient battery. Mm-hmm. People uh, argue to this day about what yeah. what it was used for. Now we're see. Now we're we're getting out of the clear bullshit into the muddy water. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. He loves uh, that muddy water. People, this is, this is I, I think it's funny. They think it could have been used for electroplating gold. Yeah. Which uh, uh, makes sense for, you know, the Egyptians. Uh, well, they, they call it the, the Baghdad battery. It was found in what is Iraq. But people are equating it also to Egyptians, saying that, that the Egyptian culture uh, had use of this stuff too, mm-hmm. uh, since they had a love of, of gold and all that stuff. Yeah, since people liked gold, people liked things that look like gold. Yeah, so they were thinking, well, one of these could have uh, made the gold be able to, for all intents and purposes, be sprayed on right. to things. That's the electroplating. But there's no conclusive evidence that that was the case whatsoever. Or that any anything was actually electroplated. It could have. One of the biggest theories of this is that it could have been uh, used for light bulbs, as depicted in stone reliefs of the Hathor Temple at the Dendera Temple complex in Egypt. And it's called the Dendera Light, this this relief. Uh, it shows a lotus flower spawning a snake surrounded by some kind of encasement uh, held up by a small pillar. Mm-hmm. And there's... What looks like a little cord <laughs> that's connected to uh, a, an object, which you know, I, I think they're they're guessing is this Baghdad battery. I, all right, I'm going to give you a high five for stitching those two together. Okay. While you're distracted by that, I'm going to punch you in the nuts <laughs> for stitching those two together. The Baghdad battery may or may not have been a battery; may have just been a, a confluence. Yeah. I, that's what I actually enjoy the mysterious nature of it. But attaching that to, Den- to the Dendera light, the Dendera light is not a light. That is a, a completely reasonable explanation. It is a, a mythological depiction of a, of a pillar and a lotus flower, like you said, with a snake within it. And it's, it's, it's just classic Egyptian mythology. It's the pillar is a symbol of stability. Um, it's, it's like the backbone of their gods. And and the the lines that, that that are coming out to it are they're they're you know human arms they're they're holding the thing up, and as if this pillar were their backbone that the god is their backbone. In looking like I'm I'm actually looking at the the 
the, the hieroglyphic, the, the image of this, this light bulb, would make the light bulb, what, 15 feet long? You're, you're going to plug that into a jar? This is uh, saying that the Egyptians have perspective uh, down to a T. Because actually, look, there are actually, other they're, they're human like the figures. most two-dimensional people on earth. That's they got they 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 just they win perspective by abdicating it. But they they carve things bigger that had more importance. Also, true. So like people on there that that were less important were carved smaller than people who had more importance and objects, etc. Yeah, I I I don't buy that whatsoever. I I think the I, I just I don't think those two tacked together. I, I, I like the battery. I think that's very possible. Like I put that together. But the output of a battery that size is never going to fire a bolt. And that a, a bulb. And that's our bulbs. That's a well-made bulb with a tungsten yeah. filament. Let alone what I mean, I don't even know what is the the extent of of Egyptian glass blowing technology. I don't know. Nobody does. But Actually, I mean it lots looks of people do they're just not us. Looks like a pretty crappily made bulb, so could be pretty crappily made glass blowing. I would lean I, me for my for mm, I I lean towards there being some sort of uh a light producing thing. If it's not a glass bulb, whatever, but I like the idea that because uh, they they find these tombs and stuff where there are no uh, scorch marks from you know any torches or anything yep. along the walls and the copper uh, mirroring that they they reflect sunlight off of can only get you so far. I, but to that end, we found the copper mirrors, but we've never found the remnant of a of a giant light bulb or even a place where a giant light bulb would be socketed or set or placed. But then again, how do we know what we're looking for? If we're looking for a Edison-type bulb, we're not going to find it there, I'm sure. But this is a depiction of an Edison-type bulb. Not necessarily, though. We don't know. It, it just It's a lotus flower with a snake coming out that's enca- encapsulated with something. When I look at it, I see the snake being the light. I don't see... I mean... It's it's a representation of something. I don't see Egyptian mythology. Where where in Egyptian mythology does the snake come out of a lotus encapsulated in something, unless it's just uh, sperm that's going all over the place? Right? Well, you got real Freudian on that. And and why wipe would... the jizz off your argument? <laughs> I... But... <laughs> I shall not, sir. <laughs> it shall remain. Anyway, I I don't know. The The fact that, that hangs me up on it is that, as far as I know, it's only at this temple complex that, that shows anything mm-hmm. like this, for one thing. Uh, but then there's, there's evidence that's, to me, equally weighted in that, you know, there's no, like I said, scorch marks. Uh, this battery can, they said, get up to 9 volts. If you if you hook a couple together, and it, it was powered with uh, grape juice or uh, lemon juice, anything right. that had That's that acid, as, yeah, that acidic content, it's very feasible that. I, I mean, they've recreated this. Is is the right. thing they've recreated it easily and, and gotten very satisfactory results. Right. Not, the battery. Nothing. I have no beef. No beef with battery. <laughs> battery. Battery's cool, man. With. Battery's cool. The this dendrolite, this just wish wish to sweet baby Jesus that it was a well, light bulb. I just can't. I don't have it. I'm not into it. I, I in my research, I found something that said Zechariah Sitchin, our, our old friend, Oy. recreated this thing just like that. Put a, a piece of glass and and charge it up with the a battery like this and got it to work. But that was uh, I, I didn't pay much attention at the time because I was ripping through some of the research. Right. Uh, I mean, if if they if if they so wanted, MIT could make a robotic horse. That doesn't retroactively make horses robots. Yeah. So I mean, this one this one to me is is one of the cooler. Yeah. I I get you. Let's call that a split decision. All right. Uh, so uh, speeding through here, I got the Dorchester pot. Dorchester. Dorchester mass. It's a metal vase-like object that was blasted out of rock. It's a pot. <laughs> Say it. Blasted out of rock 570 to 593 million years old in Dorchester, Mass. Uh, points to the pot for getting blasted out of rock and not breaking. Oh, it broke. Sorry. It broke into two pieces. Oh, 
points, points redacted. Revoked, yeah. <laughs> F- you, Pat! <laughs> you f***ing ass breaking. In my neighborhood, if someone blasted you out of rock, you blasted them out of rock. <laughs> you dirty whore, Pat. <laughs> Who told you you could pack here? <laughs> Sorry, Dorchester, but you earned it. <laughs> uh, the The funny thing about this thing is, it, I mean, it was in rock that was, you know, uh, almost 600 million years old. People were going all crazy for it, you know. It was yeah. a wicked awesome find. But um, here's the deal. It looked just like pipe holders from the same time period. Wicked pisser. <laughs> oh, you whore. I'm so glad I got to say wicked pisser. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's pretty... What do you, what would you say? It's just some... Oh, did this get blasted out of this rock? What's easier to believe? It got blasted out of millions of year old rock or that it's just a pipe holder? Or it just fell in or someone just said... Right. It came out of this rock. I dropped this and it broke. Uh, Paul! Paul, get over here! What is it? You'll never believe what I just saw fall out of this f***ing rock. <laughs> is that a pot? It's a pipe holder, Paul. I saw one of those things uh, hey, no, yesterday. No, no, no. You, shut you... up, shut up. This came out of the rock. Yeah, I just blew sure? up. Yeah, you sure? Because um, the, old, the old battle axe had <laughs> one of these things back. <laughs> Listen, you take that thing home, my wife's going to f***ing kill me. <laughs> You got a cover for me, man. <laughs> oh, Glue man. hasn't been invented yet. Never let us do an accent. Don't give us any anything. Uh, Dorchester pot. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Okay. Everyone, take a sip of water. All right, yeah. Swish it around. Take a deep breath in. Out through the mouth. <laughs> Because the bullshit train is over. We we got off the bullshit train in Dorchester. Yeah. Have fun on your fucking idiot train, <laughs> you dirty whore. <laughs> you stupid bastards. <laughs> we can't get out of Dorchester. Can, can um, we just call this episode, let's, let's dump on Dorchester? <laughs> no, this is, uh, I want to make abundantly clear that you are now stepping through the Hollywood gates of verifiable fact. Yes. That awesome artif- artifact. Yeah. This is this is the real deal. This is the reason why you're interested. This is the genuine article that blows your mind out your ass. This is the Antikythera mechanism. Bless you. <laughs> Ooh. Antikythera mechanism recovered in 1901 off of a Greek island. Here's a tip. It was named Antikythera, the island. Yeah. Yeah, we, they did that for you. And it's fragments of an ancient analog computer designed to calculate astronomical positions. And this thing is exquisite. I mean, you, it's very easy to find. People have done recreations of it. Yeah. And you have to do recreations because this thing's... A, it's a giant I mean, chunk of vertigree it, at this it, point. It was found on the sea floor. Yeah. It, it got wrecked, right? It had at least 30 bronze gears... And uh, was more complex than a modern watch. It's dated to about 100 BCE, maybe even made by Archimedes himself. Yeah, he, it, there was plenty of, of literature available that, that makes reference to such a thing. Yeah. Um, but obviously exceedingly rare. And, and just to put this into perspective, the ability to make something like this. Again, 100 years BC, the next time that anyone on the planet has the know-how and the wherewithal to put this together, is in the 1300s. Right. Over a millennia ahead of its time. And I'll give you a moment to close your mouth. <laughs> yeah, this, th- this thing told you what astrological sign was currently the day. It was full of porn. <laughs> what? I don't know. I just Because it's a computer? Yeah. Um, it told you the sign... Currently, or or yep. even you know what what the astrological day, yeah the uh, astrological sign it told the phase of the moon it it told the calendar day it it could tell you what was upcoming when eclipses would happen 
This thing was pretty legit. It was an enormously sophisticated piece of work. It it just absolutely astounding that this thing existed. Yeah, and for a while, people couldn't recreate it. Right. Uh, I think even f***ing Leonardo couldn't put this thing together. But yeah, so many people could not put this thing together until, Mm -hmm. you know, more modern technology and computers could actually uh, graph it out. And even, even Jacques Cousteau himself went back to that site to try to find more pieces. Failed. Way yeah, to go, Jacques. Couldn't, couldn't find any more, but uh, good on you. Yeah, this thing This thing is the... It's what we're looking for. I wouldn't call it an out-of-place artifact, though, because it was Greek in design, and it was found around Greece. To me, that's not out-of-place. But, but, but what but it does... Hand, but why is that it? Why, why, why is that the only thing you see for 1,400 years? Yeah, but that's what it does. It, it, it completely rearranges your perspective of human capacity basically and skill absolutely and and that's that's the thing this is the fun thing about this find is that you can then there's a part of you that can now look back on everything else we've we've discussed in this podcast and say well why not yeah why wouldn't there be batteries and light bulbs yeah because this guy beat the curve by 1,400 years, man. And the battery, like we said, was at least 1,000 years before its time, right? Yeah. So, like, I think it's stupid to make the argument that, well, we're smarter now because we have all this technology. <laughs> the people back then using stone tools. <laughs> oh, God. I, it, it, is, it is literally an iPhone in the hands of a Roman soldier. I mean, you unearth the grave of a Roman soldier, and he's holding an iPhone in his hand. Yeah. I I just think it's stupid to say these people's brains Well, technically, that'd be a one phone, because it's Roman. Uh, Yes. (laughs) God. I I think it's stupid to say that that humans, uh, their brains weren't capable of stuff like this when they have the same f***ing brains that we have right now. Exactly. It's the height of arrogance to say that, that someone couldn't come up with this stuff at that time. Art, in my opinion, was better then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. People can, can make stuff now and everything, but it's annoying to, to think that we are the height of, of civilization right now. Exactly. And I think this is such a great tool for, for kind of gaining perspective. And you're absolutely right. You get someone who comes along who who has such a different perspective that can that can not only conceive of but can arrange to have built something this spectacular. Yeah. And it does it does changes your perspective on history, it changes on your your perspective on people's capabilities. And it makes you think, why not? Like what were what are the other things that were built once and lost? <laughs> Go back like Tepe. Right. It's 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 mind-blowing and disappointing but also uh weirdly encouraging that at least we found it again. I think it's important uh that we found these puns that that we're Oh right man, now. I am so excited about the the puns that I've found. Uh who wants to uh who wants you to do. fire the f- I'll, I'll fire it first then. All right, I have a Star Trek memorabilia store. <laughs> okay. Called the Captain Kirk's Dorp Spheres. I I hate you so much for that. That's okay. That's okay. I think I can I think I can return the favor, you, you, okay? You, can you can you put it back in my court? Yeah. All right. In uh 2007, an archaeological team in uh outside of Guadalajara, Mexico, uh crapped open a a large uh block of limestone on accident and out of it uh fell uh the album Doggy Style on CD by uh Snoop Dogg. And uh, and thus was born the the archaeological phenomena of the uh, Snoopa Loop Arts, <laughs> the not like the uh, the Oop Arts Arts. This is Snoopa Loop Snoopa Loop Arts. <coughs> yeah, that's how you fight a pun with the Snoopa Loop Arts. <laughs> Gosh, we're gonna set the record today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I have, based on the uh, the old Dropa stones that we talked about, I have a store of all things Catholic called the Popa Stones. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, I'm going to put us out of our pun misery with a product. 
In addition to being a uh, trailblazer for uh, gay marriage rights, this fine state of Massachusetts will also be legalizing weed so I can finally open my store, Dorchester Pot. (laughs) Hey, you bastards, come here, get high. Hey, come on, it's medicinal. I don't even care if you're queer, you want to get married, come here, get high. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> oh man, this this was a pretty juicy. Uh, yeah, this episode. was this is this is impressive and fun to do. That's out of place artifacts for you in a, in a really old, but maybe not limestone nutshell. And you know what I like about this one? Like, I feel like ninety nine 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 percent of our podcast end with us kind of going, well. It's pretty much not true, but I guess we're not going to say that so you can kind of believe it if you want. But I love this one because there is a verified crazy thing that happened. (laughs) And it makes you say that can happen and hopefully we'll discover something that that means it'll happen again. Yeah. There's a lot of artifacts we didn't cover, too, just because of time. But Yeah, Wikipedia that. Just go through the list. There's There's a ton Send us uh, send us some puns uh, of your own. You know, you we we gave you a lot of fodder in this one, so yep. go on and, and send that to us. Uh, if there's something you want to hear about, hey, uh, uh, send yeah, us that. Too. You know, I don't think we've pushed requests enough. Is there yeah. a thing that you think is cool that you'd like to hear us blib blab about? Yeah, something something off the beaten path, maybe yeah. not not just scratch or uh, Nessie, yeah. <laughs> not some of the heavy hitters. I mean, you can go. Please ask for those things. Well, you can ask for them. Yeah, but don't wonder when we never do them. (laughs) You know, you know, you you know, you know what we're into because we know what you're into. That makes sense. (laughs) But we've been watching them through their windows quite a bit. That's why it makes sense. Go ahead and follow us uh, on the the twitters blurry underscore photos. We don't we don't clog that thing up with tweets. No, you should know. Um, we're also on Facebook. Did yep. you know that? Did you know that? Did you know we were on Facebook? You should like us because we're on Facebook and it just takes a click. Yeah. It's and then so you easy. never have to hear from us. We and, don't post on there often either. And also, you know, tell your friends you're enjoying this. Why you, not? You know, who's, you know, you know, one of our giant, like I, I'd like to believe that they're hundred strong, but I only know confirmed one. Would you know that we have inordinately dedicated fans who are digitally stone silent? They say nothing. They Aww. lurk in the shadows. Don't be afraid, guys. Speak uh, up. I'm going to go ahead and give a giant high five to my good friend Lolo Rocca. Nice. She knows who she is. Nice. She is. She is not only uh, an ardent listener of this podcast, but she does far more to promote it on a day to day basis than I do. <laughs> so high five, Rocca. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. And any any little bit helps. Mm-hmm. We uh, we get pure pleasure uh, delivering this stuff to you guys, as long as you guys want to hear it. <laughs> Which is also the uh, the sales phrase for uh, Dorchester Pot. We get pure pleasure from delivering this to you guys. <laughs> That's not even New England. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, we've we've. Don't let us talk for too long. It's not up to you, but I'm still blaming you. And we have talked for too long, haven't we? Hey, yeah. I am the the Baghdad battery believing David Flora. I am the lie that has been publicly disproven <laughs> that claimed once to be Dave Stecco. <laughs> and this has been Blurry Photos. Thanks for listening, you guys. Now get out of here! <laughs> you! <laughs> Piss off! <laughs> <laughs>